Welcome to the Stabcast. I'm Dan. And I'm Mindy. And uh, we're here, we're, we're back for the Stabcast, and we're here to talk an oldie but a goodie. 1986 is The Hitcher. Yep, and uh, this did not do well no. at all. <laughs> um, this is one of Daniel's favorite, favorite movies. Oh, yeah. And I don't know why our favorites end up getting shit on my credit, but they do. Yeah, and this one didn't make money either. Nope, it didn't make any money. Just for an Uber shit on it. It, uh, $7.9 million budget, which is kind of weird for a movie like this, which is very psychological based, but there is action that we'll get into. Uh, and it only made $5.8 million. Yeah. Uh, it's directed by Robert, Robert Harmon. Mm-hmm. Uh, it stars Rucker Hauer and uh, Thomas Howell as John Ryder and uh, Jim Halsey, respectively. Yeah. And that's and then you have uh, uh, Jennifer Jason Lee as uh, Nash and a couple other side characters. But do you want to get right into it, Mindy, or? What uh, you yeah, let's just jump right into it unless you got any news. I I've been working a lot, guys, but I don't really have any news. Yeah, I don't. I haven't heard too much about what's going I mean, people are gearing up for Scream and stuff, and that, that's pretty much what's going on. Yeah. Uh, you know, all, all the other... Can. Yeah. There, there's not really... There's not a lot going on. A lot is in the future, but we've already kind of discussed a lot of that. Yeah. So, so we'll have to see what's, what's going on. I will have to say real quick, there is a new movie on Hulu that is a different take on a bullying movie, a different take on like a revenge movie. Okay. It's called Pink, and it's dubbed for people that don't speak Spanish because it's actually a Hispanic horror movie. It's called so what it is, yes, what it is, is there's this girl who's very, very fat. Her name is Sarah. Everybody calls her Piggy, including her parents. Jesus. And these girls follow her to the pool the one day and try to drown her with a net. Well, she sees them getting kidnapped. And she has that moment in her head, like, do I do something or no? And she lets them go. Damn. She waves. Damn. Then she ends up having a fucking relationship with the kidnappers. Ooh. And then she doesn't like the kidnapper because the kidnapper's getting frisky. And then she's like, oh, fuck you all. (laughs) So it's literally like one of those movies where the character just snaps. Is it good? Oh, it's amazing. It's really good. Very gory. A young lady that had to play Piggy did an amazing job because it's very hard to play a victim of that kind of torture. She did very good. Yeah. That sounds good. Yeah, it's on Hulu. Definitely would recommend it. It's in Spanish and it's dubbed in English. If you don't know what dub means, that means basically... It's English over what they're saying, but you can't hear the Spanish. Yeah. It's one of those. 
do you have any interest in Cocaine Bear? Have you seen any trailers for it yet? I have seen trailers for it, and I love myself a stupid movie, a stupid horror movie. Daniel knows this. Yeah. One of my favorite, one of my favorite stupid horror movies will forever be Shriek. If you know what I did last Friday the Thirteenth. Yes. You guys have never seen that movie. It's a fucking classic. You got to check it out. It's great. Okay. I love, so Daniel already knows that I love those kind of movies. So, yes, I am waiting for Cocaine Bear. I'm also waiting for Blood and Honey. <laughs> yeah, yeah, Blood and Honey. Come out in America. Come on, India. Get it together. Get it done. Get it out. Ask if it's already out, but bring it to America. I want to see Piglet murder somebody. I don't even care. That Pooh is in the movie. I want to see Piglet be a homicidal maniac because I want to see how that's going to work. I don't know how any of it's going to work. Cocaine Bear, like Elizabeth Banks is in it. Is she? Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's actually gonna, probably going to be really good. There's, it looks stupid as hell, but it also it's based on true events, and it looks like it might be some fun. Like it, it's it's definitely a horror comedy. Yeah. Like it's you're there to laugh. Like yeah. a bear tearing people up off off a of blow is going to be fucking awesome. It's just like it's going to be. It's dumb. like a Sharknado. Yeah, exactly like a Sharknado. It seems like it has a little budget behind it, but it definitely uh, it's not going to be it's not to be taken seriously. Yet. No, it's definitely like one of those movies that sci-fi would have thought of. Yes. So I I do think I'm excited for it. And, uh, but I do expect it to be stupid. Yeah. It's going to be stupid. But it's going to be hilarious. Stupid and hilarious, for sure. Uh, you want to get into the meat and potatoes? Uh, yeah. So um, for everyone that doesn't know, this movie came out in 1986, like we went over. Also, um, the movie is available for streaming on Hulu if you have Cinemax. If you do not, you can find it on the internet. It's very easy to find. I found it myself. Um, basically, this is a very interesting movie. We have a young man. His name is Jim Housley. Yes. He's been waiting for months working for this ride company, basically. He's been waiting for months to get to get the chance to drive a car to California. Because yeah. he figures that's a shock. But California and San Diego, I'm going to stay there. Life's going to make sense. Yeah. Basically just starts off as like kind of a wimpy and meek and just doesn't know what he's doing with his life character. Yeah, definitely. I think that's a good way to describe him. And he is very naive mm-hmm. as well. I will have to put that in there. Sure. And... Being naive and in the 80s, there are a lot of hitchhikers. So he pulls over and he lets a hitchhiker into his car. Well, let's go back a little bit. He started falling asleep at the wheel. Yes, he did. Because he was driving by himself. You are right. Which prompted him to want to pick somebody up. Yes, so he could have company. And he does discuss that later with Nash. And he does discuss that later with the girl, but I was going to wait for that. Okay. Um, It's okay, though. Uh, so basically, he picks him up because he wants some company. He figures he'll keep him awake. Well, things go on, and it turn like they pass a car, and the guy's like, "Keep driving." Yeah. And he's like, "What's wrong with that guy?" And he's like, "He needs gas." Yeah. And, and then he's like, "Do you think there's cigarettes at a gas station?" And that's like, 
And he keeps asking him where he's going, and, like, he's not saying a damn thing. This guy has got to be one of the fucking creepiest motherfuckers I have ever seen in my life. Yeah, and to me... You don't need no makeup on him. You don't need no fucking wig on him. You don't need nothing but his eyes, man. Yeah, It's it's the horror behind the eyes that gets it for me. It makes it, and I just... To me, this is like one of my favorite scenes in the movie, mm-hmm. and I think it really sets the tone, and I think it's like the best possible opening, mm-hmm. and it's like tense, and, you know, he doesn't, uh, Jim Halsey goes from like being super relaxed and chill, like a bro, to like, holy shit, I'm getting scared, like, and, and then he's they like go to a construction out. site, and the guy is so manipulative that he gets the construction worker to think that they're actually dating, and he's like, all right, sweetheart, go. Yeah, because he's got a knife to his dick, but he's got the knife hidden, so it looks like he's grabbing his dick. Yeah. So the guys go, like, okay, you guys have, you have do a great you, night. Yeah, do, yeah. Do you. But the line that really got me, though, when, when they passed the guy, mm-hmm. and uh, the guy on the side of the road, and he said he picked me up before and all that, and, and Jim said, like, what do you want from me or something like that? And he's like, and he just starts laughing uncontrollably. And yeah. Jim starts laughing, too, because he's like, doesn't know what to say. And then he pulls out the knife. Yeah. And he's like, do you know what it's like to have your eye be pierced? Well, though, no, right before that, though, when he's oh. laughing, he's like, he's like, that's what that's what he said. That's yeah. what the other guy said. And he's like, that's what he said when I was slitting his throat and yep. shit like that. I cut off his arm. Yeah. I cut off his legs. He's not going nowhere. Do you know for Jim, uh, the guy that they got, he, he wasn't like the first. No, like, he wasn't the first pick. They were thinking Tom Cruise or Emilio Estevez. Yeah. Really? Yeah. I don't think Tom Cruise could have done it. I think Emilio Estevez maybe could have done it. Yeah, maybe. Think, yeah. I think Tom Cruise, I, I mean, I don't know in 1986 how old he was. or I think he would have been okay, but uh, yeah, I, I, I liked who they went with. I, I liked thought, who they went with. J- Jim was like, he was a really good kind of complex character that like... And the, it was in the face. It was in the face for both for both performances. I think it was it, all in the eyes. I think... Um, Jim Hawley, Steve Thomas Hall, his breakout role was um, The Outsiders. Yes. Yes, yes you're right. And he also did Red Dawn with okay. uh, Patrick Swayze. Yeah. He was very popular in the 80s. Yeah. Yeah. He was a good looking kid. But he fucking, and and let's understand, he's like kind of a heartthrob. And he yeah, was, he was, he was going to be one of the, Yeah. at the time, he was one of the pack. Uh, yeah, he wasn't in the brat pack. But he was like a guy. He was the yeah, guy. Yeah, he was like the, one of the go-to guys. Yeah, and you know what? He had this leather jacket like here. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. He had his leather jacket. He was kind of like, he didn't have a badass quality because he was squirrely too. Mm-hmm. And, and that's why, and I think both guys' eyes just worked the whole movie because you see Jim's goes from like squirrely and like just kid innocent to like fucking kind of cold and calculated. Like, like I've seen shit. Yeah, I've been through some shit today. And this is all in the span of like a day. That's what's crazy about it. And the fucking, and uh, Rucker, the bad guy, John Ryder, he like, his eyes just say like, I'm going to fucking kill you. I'm, I, I'm snapped, but I'm but also cold and smart. in the same way, it's his eyes also say to him, like, I'm not going to kill you. I'm just going to fuck with you. Yeah, a, a bit, yeah. And it kind of makes you pay more attention because it's like, wait, what is he going to do to him? Yeah. Like, he should have killed him already. 
And wondering what his motive is and not knowing by the end of it is kind of what makes the movie. Oh, absolutely. Because you're not really supposed to. And that's what keeps the curiosity going is that why is this fucking guy doing it? And you can come up with theories. Your own theories. And I do have a theory from a fellow YouTuber. um, Name is Chris. Uh, He did a review on this a few months ago and um, very similar to our review right now. But he said that he feels that it was more of a finding a life path process for Jen. Yeah. John was so determined to kill people, and Jim was so determined to keep his life. So John was trying to see how far can I push this kid. That's fair, yeah. To see if he has fight for his life. Yeah. Or if he's just going to give up like everyone else. I mean, that's what it's, I mean, and yeah. And it kind of gave him purpose. Yeah. So I agree with that a little bit. I think I think Mike's got it down a little bit. And I, I know how much we love going in order, so I won't get into the end real quick. But that does kind of hold true when it comes to the end. Mm-hmm. When he's like, I can sit back and let like things play out like how they might play out. Or I can fucking like take the situation in my own hands yep. and fucking stop this thing. And, and that's what kind of Jim wrestles with later on. And that's what John wanted him to do all along. Yeah. Just take take responsibility for yourself. Do it. Yeah. Now, I, I don't want to go through the whole plot, but I do want to say, like, some really good scenes that I like. Because a lot of this, I think people get the gist. He, they, he picks up the hitchhiker. The hitchhiker does some crazy shit. He finally kicks him out of his fucking car. And now he's following him, and he's going to fuck with him for the rest of the movie. And, and the I cops think the and the law. why he followed him. Yes. Is because he had that fight and yeah. he kicked him out of the car. I think that was kind of like, oh, challenge accepted, bitch. Yeah. Like, not only are you going to die, but you're going to wish that you die. Yeah, pretty much. Like, I'm going to fucking stalk you and I'm going to fucking kill other people and blame you for it. Because, like, the whole, like, southern part of Texas was looking for this poor kid. Yeah, they all thought it was him for the longest time. Uh, Nash, the lady in the movie, who he picks up at a diner later on. Well, actually, he runs into her at a diner because she is there. She's working, yeah. As a waitress. Yeah, she's working. She's opening up the diner. Yeah. And he comes in and she gives, well, he comes up to the door. She gives him a little bit of a hard time, but then she lets him in. And she makes him a burger and fries while he's cleaning up and whatnot. The only thing she knows how to cook, she says. And he starts eating, and he realizes that there's a finger in his food. Yeah, a whole finger. And by the way, and this is one of the big changes, like studio changes Mm -hmm. that uh, Warner Brothers, HBO, whatever the fuck, wanted to make at the time, was her death scene eventually. They did not want it to happen the way she ends up going. Mm -hmm. Uh, we'll get into the, that a little bit, but the way she goes, they did not want it, and they almost wanted them to add a funeral scene to soften it yeah. because they did. Really? Yeah, they were so against it. They had to, they fought tooth and nail for that one to keep that in because the directors like it means so much to the movie. Like it's got to be there, and they were, they did not want her to go that way. That's they didn't why even they want her to die. Yeah, that's why they hit it too. And the other one was it was going to be an eyeball in the burger. Mm-hmm. There was an, They wrote it that eyeball Ugh. was in the burger. But it was too far. Yeah, and they're so like, they no, no, no. It. So they compromise and they put a finger in the french fries. But when he go, when the poor guy goes outside and throw up and whatnot, like the cops show up and he's like, oh, thank God I finally got help. And they're like, no, get down, you bastard. Yeah. And he's like, what? I do nothing. <laughs> and they bring him back to the police station and like they're calling 
everybody for this kid. Like, he doesn't just get one phone call. He gets two phone calls. And no one answers. Yeah. The place isn't open and... His brother doesn't fucking give a fuck. Yeah. Brother probably saw that it was the police on color ID. I don't know color ID. existed in the 80s. They know it's not him, though. And, and that's one of the things that bothers you, you were telling me. Yeah. yeah cause because the sheriff said that kid's not a killer. The sheriff said that kid is not a killer. He didn't kill anybody. Yeah. And then they put him in the jail. And this is my favorite part. He's so exhausted that he's not thinking about anything but sleep. Yeah. So he finally lays down, and you get a minute to breathe. Us as the audience, we get a minute to be like, okay, he's in a police station. Yeah. He's safe. It's going to be okay. Yeah. Well, then he wakes up, and he pushes on the door just gently and realizes that the door is open. And he walks through the police station and he sees a German shepherd and he believes that it's drug dog. It's not. It's yeah. Spray that just broke in. The dog starts eating a person. And he comes up and he sees the dog eating the person and he sees that there's like every single person in the police department has been taken out. Yeah. And now it's all on him. Yeah. So he fucking takes off. That terrified me when I first saw that. When Would you have just there. gone back into the cell and shut the door and pretend you were locked in? Yeah. That's what I said, too. Why doesn't he just go back into the cell and stay there? It makes no said. sense. I would have done the same thing, and I would right. have been like, I didn't do shit. Because if, with him running away, it makes it look like he's the one that killed him. Mm-hmm. It he does. He made himself guilty. Yeah. He didn't mean to, but, but he made himself guilty. everybody's fucking dead. I'm leaving, too. I don't blame no, him. No, but as soon as you see the other cops rolling up, that's when you run back into the cell. Yeah. And you, and you just play it dumb. You just say, I don't know. Yeah, you happened. let them, like, wake you up. It was like, what? What's going on? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Me and Sharon are trying to get out of it. He's like, I was We're taking a shit. Leave. I didn't know what happened. Uh, no, it, I, And that was a good scene, too. And, by the way, Rucker Howard, the guy who plays the Witcher, or the Witcher, the Hitcher, uh, he does such a phenomenal job with, honestly – Pretty little screen time. I feel like he's in the movie for maybe 30 minutes. 45, I counted. Okay, so, so he's in the movie for 45 yeah. minutes. But a lot of it is Halsey going through shit, and, and that's fine. And it, him, like, it's effect, it's the effects from the Hitcher's decisions, obviously, and the shit and the mental warfare he's playing. <laughs> but I feel like he's on screen not that often. Like, kind of, like, comparable to, like, uh, you know, Wild Bill and uh, mm-hmm. Silence of the Lambs. Absolutely. That movie's more Hannibal Lecter than it really is uh, Wild Bill, yeah. even though uh, he's the – or Buffalo Bill, not Wild Bill. Buffalo Bill, he's the villain of the movie, but he's in the movie like a total like 20 minutes, I'd say. Yeah. And I'd say it's the same thing here, but every second is utilized. And he's the best part of the movie. Right. He's such a good bad guy. He did not even just that. He's just so creepy. Creepy. The eyes for sure, 10 out of 10, it does make it, but also the performance, the way he's saying the words, the way he looks at people. Just... And the way that he won't give anyone his name. Like, the cops are like, what's your name? And he's just like... Well, he was a big baddie in the 80s anyways. Wasn't he in um, Beverly Hills Cop and yeah. the bad guy? Yeah, he was yeah. the best. Yes, he, he did play a very good bad guy. Yeah. But we're saying in this particular piece, he did such a good job of just staying silent. Oh, yeah. yeah. And not giving any information away. Well, and it's also a different type of bad guy, too, especially in, like, Beverly Hills. He was, like, kind of cold and calculated in that one, too, and it was, like, a little off-putting. 
But in this one, it's like he's supposed to be that, and he does it to a test. I do have a special little fact, though, real quick. I don't know if Daniel noticed this. The guy questioning John yeah. is Principal Snyder from Buffy. Oh, I knew he was you, something. Yeah. You, knew, you said he was in something else. Yeah, you I said, oh, he was so familiar. Yeah, I knew he was from something. Principal fucking Snyder. I feel like I've seen him in a couple things. I forgot all about it. And then he's just there, and I was like, oh, Snyder. Yeah. That was so good. We do got to talk about, I mean, Nash as a character, because that's the girl he meets at the diner. Jennifer Houston Lee. And they have a good amount of scenes together. Yeah, they, they end up on a bus. They end up on the bus together. together. And, and, and she has to save it. She saves his ass. Yeah, because the two cops are ready to, like, fucking go. And she's like, no, absolutely not. And I like how the cop was like, you spit on me, wipe the spit off. And he was going to have him wipe it. And so then he could say, like, he assaulted him and sh- shot him. Like, you could tell mm-hmm. the cop wanted to be done with it, just kill Halsey and say it was him and, yeah. and be done. And she was like, you're really going to fucking do that? Like, no. And... and He's like, you're going to get yourself in a lot of trouble. And she's like, I'm going to end up on the right side of this. Mm-hmm. And, and she knew what was right. And she was like a strong female character. Her accent was fucking oh, brutal. Yeah. She, but that was, I don't know if it was Boston, New York, or both or what. But it was, oh, my God. But uh, she she was a pretty good character. And the way she went out is fucking devastating. But she, I, I thought she added a lot to the movie. The only thing she looked kind of like a dumbass went in the chase scene. She took so long to grab the gun, and then she had the gun out. She fucking dropped it in the middle of the road yeah. in like two seconds. Yeah, and then like, he's like, get the rifle, get the rifle. I'm sitting there screaming, how the hell do you expect her to get a rifle when she just dropped the shotgun? Yeah, it's like you were a boss-ass bitch like ten minutes ago, <laughs> and now you're like a first kill and like a friend of the like, I can't shoot him. I don't know how. Yeah, now you're just well, then why are you threatening people? Yeah. She's just like a dumb blonde now, but she was like the coolest fucking chick 10 minutes ago. It was and crazy. I do want to put this in here real quick. When they get away and they get to a hotel, yeah. Miss Jennifer Houston Lee, she did something that not a lot of young women do. And she fought. And what she fought for was a scene to be deleted from the movie. The director wanted Jim Housley and her character, Nash, to be sexually involved. Yeah. She did not think it was necessary. So she fought and did what she needed to do, and she kept sex out of the movie. I think that that was a very, very good play on her part. I mean, it didn't need it whatsoever. No. I mean, I, I'm fine with I Like, it doesn't need – they don't need to bang to further the connection. They've seemed to have gone – they just went through a whole fucking police chase, which we can't totally gloss over that, but I agree. But when she uh, – like she's been, and when she dies, it's not any less impactful. It means so much, and it doesn't. At this like, point, they've been through a yeah. lot together. Like, the, like you were saying with the chase scene, like their fucking door gets shot off. Yeah, her death doesn't mean more if they fuck right before. If anything, it kind of cheapens it. Right. It's like, oh, he just clapped her, and now she's dead. It's yeah. like I, I didn't need it. It's like I'm, I was fine with them kind of just falling asleep together talking. And then fucking, you know, he goes to take a shot. So I just really enjoyed that, though, that I she agree. was the one that fought for that. I agree. Normally, women back then, they didn't fight, let alone for that. Yeah, exactly. It's very, uh, you know, because of the pressure of being under the bright lights and shit. Of how exactly. He, and Normally, they would just do it. But she's like, no, this doesn't need it. Yeah, she's a strong woman. Very proud of her. Uh, but, and I think, yeah, the movie didn't need it either. It's From a logical standpoint, it doesn't mean 
doesn't mean much to throw it in there. Yeah. So, but the the police scene we were talking about when the chase scene when you know they're running. We we talked about how this had, I would say, because it was a bomb. It only made like five five point eight million. It had a seven point nine million dollar budget. And this is probably what the budget. This was. had to have had six of it because the rest is just a pretty kind of close like anxious like psychological thriller right. and then we get to this and it's fucking fast and furious six you know it's like yeah. you know, fucking like, cars are flying and helicopters and shit and helicopters it's like when did all this shit come into play and, and to me it doesn't take away from the movie but it is a little like are we switching Shocking. genres for a second like it, yeah. it's like we're in an action mo- like i'm waiting for bruce willis to pop out or some shit like it's good but and, and then we kind of go back to that and it ends in an action way too with gunshots and shit but I don't know, just like the whole chase scene and him and her and it's and then the killers on the I do like how he shoots down the helicopter that's badass to make it seem like the other like Halsey mm-hmm. did it. The fact that the hitcher shot and down I the also helicopter. I like that Nass was like, wait a minute, why didn't he kill us? Mm-hmm. She was a dumbass in that scene though, like we were just saying. Yeah. But uh I do I like it was a good scene, but it's like that that's the whole budget right there. If if it's not there, this movie makes money and it's only like two million. Yeah. Because it like the explosions and shit, like but I, I thought it was it was fun and it was a fun part it of the movie. It was unnecessary, but it was fun. And it keeps you in it's like something it exciting. Yeah. yeah. It kept you invested. Yeah, you're you're kinda off your chair a little bit. It's like, oh shit, this is pretty cool. I mean in this the hitcher, so you gotta You've got to give some leeway there. Of course, they're going to do some kind of chasing with a car. Yeah, because it's about being on the road a Exactly. Bit. Yeah, you are right. That's a good point. Uh, now, we do got to get to the death scene after the motel because the watcher, he's in the room with her. Sharon was like, oh, he's going to be outside or something with the camera pants. He's in the fucking room looking at her. And then he gets in the bed, you know, puts his arm around her. I don't even shit. know how long he was in there for. That's the thing. You don't even know if he was in there with Jim or... Seven or not. I know. Yeah. Like, it was just there. Yeah, it was creepy. It's so creepy. So creepy. But it was so good, too. And the way, like, she kind of turns, like, oh, shit. And then he puts the hand on the mouth, and Jim's taking a shower. And it's like, Jim, tie your fucking shoes, bud. Like, hurry up yeah. and get out there. I love the fact, though, that he was, like, fuck this and grabbed the metal bar that was holding up the towels yeah. and ripped it out of the walls. I agree. That was a cool, like, I need a weapon here. Yeah, that was a cool little little treat. And yeah. I found it funny that the cops were looking for him, but not because they thought he did anything wrong at this point. They were looking for him to try and get him to re, like, the, the negotiate yeah, with the, the hitcher. See, the hitcher must have asked for him, though. I think so. Otherwise, there's no reason why the cops would be looking for some schmuck yeah. to go talk to hostage negotiations. Yeah. Yeah, I think he asked for him, but I think he was also probably on the radar because they thought he was the one killing people yeah, for a right. while, too. Half of Texas was looking for him. Yeah, a lot of them thought it was Halsey at first before it kind of came to light that it was the other guy. Yeah. So and I, they're like, we need, you to talk. we need you to talk him out of it. Yeah. So what we haven't gotten to is the nitty-gritty here. Basically, Nash, poor thing, she gets chained up between two trucks. And unfortunately, the way that she's chained up, it if John presses on the gas even a little bit, she gets hurt. Yeah. Because she's literally in between the two trucks. Chained. Yeah. Yeah, it's like the old time uh, medieval torture rack. Exactly. They're going to stretch the hell out of you and tear you apart. Exactly. Yeah. 
and Probably that's what he, and that's what he did here. And I liked it a lot because the cops were not stupid. The cops were like, if we shoot him, he's gonna let go. His foot's gonna go on the gas, and she's gonna die. Yeah, and I like that. This is one of the, and this is kind of the first instance of the hitcher being like. You're going to have to kill me to stop this because I'm doing this either way. Yeah. Because, like, he, he has Jim hold the gun. He has it put into his head. He said, fucking shoot me. And he's like, no, you're going to, like, let go and she's going to die. And it's like, dude, I'm going to fucking do it anyway. I'm going to kill her anyway. Like, she's so dying. Kill me. Kill yeah. me. And he wouldn't do it. And then it's like Jim kind of learns his lesson the next time he gets that opportunity. Yeah. So that's good. But it was incredibly... Especially for not seeing it, you just kind of see a you it see the separation at first, disturbing. and it was so disturbing. Nash was screaming. You kind of grow to her as a character because she's been with him for a little while. So it, I thought it worked, and we're going to talk about the same scene pretty much, but in different context with a different a whole different fucking the tides have turned and all this shit next week with the remake because you get the same type of scene, but it's Jim. Yeah. But we'll and we'll we'll talk about it then, mm-hmm. but. I arguably, and that one's more gory and beautiful for like you know us. I I think this one works a little more effectively. This because it needs it more. It needs it more to your imagination. Yeah, exactly. Especially when he takes out, like we forgot to mention, after he drops him in the middle of the road, he found a care. He found a um, family traveling in like a little suburban, and he gets them to get them in his car, and he's hanging out with their their little girl and shit. Yeah. And Jim's trying to warn them, and that's when he gets hit by the bus. Exactly, yeah. That was terrifying. Yeah. Because it's like, oh, my God, what is he going to do to them? Yeah. They know what he's going to do. He's just, it, it works so well on so many levels. And yeah, but I was hoping he wasn't going to take out the kid. Yeah, but this guy's capable of anything, and that's what makes it kind of, unique and interesting and he didn't care and he's just this he's a maniac and he's yeah. going after this kid and I, I don't know to me that's what makes the movie There's work nothing scarier than somebody who's doing something for no reason and it's something that could be real there's a lot of theatrics in this movie that like i don't know if someone's really chopping up a finger and putting it in your steak fries and right. i think you're going to notice the finger before you eat multiple steak fries right i think you probably see the finger and i also don't think that someone's going to have enough time and energy to get both of your legs and your arms chained between two trucks because he didn't even have any chloroform yeah you're telling me he didn't knock her out and she didn't fight and shit? Come on. How the hell did he even get her between those two trucks? Well, and, and that's why it's like you had to write Jim to take 15 hours to tie his shoes because, you know, right. my boy needed time to tie her up. So he's like, yo, Jim, tie those fucking Jordans, like, get whack-ass dirty shoes and fucking, you know, I need time, bro. Like, give me 15 at least. And change your shirt. Yeah, change your shirt. Do brush your teeth. Do what you got to do. Get fresh. And uh, so, so, but the fact of picking up somebody on the side of the road hitchhiking has been around for ages, right. and people still do it to this day sometimes on some highways and stuff. I will never hitchhike after seeing this movie. I never have. And I don't I never think a lot will. of people have. But it's a very real thing that could happen. Yep. It's not ghosts. And people that, and I'm not saying don't believe in ghosts or do. I'm not saying my fucking opinions on it. But it's not a vampire. It's not fucking zombies. It's not anything, you know, sci-fi related. This is a real person that just you is fucking nuts. You are green for 
when Kristen Bell's like, Ghostface is real. It's not some <laughs> Japanese t- little girls stalking people. Yeah. It's a guy with a knife who just snaps. Yeah, exactly. And it's, But it's just a random stranger on the side of the road. We're all kind of, we've all been on a road trip and stopped at a rest stop and looked at a guy and was like, oh, <laughs> you know, like maybe that's a guy right. like that. You know, we've all been kind of like at two in the morning and just you look I mean, over the corner. you've all been freaked out at rest stops before. Like, I'm sure if you pulled an all-nighter, like we have, going back home and whatnot, and you're like in a rest stop at three o'clock in the morning, that shit is not comfortable. Yeah, it's creepy. It's and, creepy. And I just think this movie perfectly captures, like, I'm not, I'm sure not that same guy's not going to shoot down a helicopter later, but the, the core of the idea of just this guy, like, being a maniac, and you picking him up, and he's going to fucking kill you, and he's in your car, and holy shit, I'm stuck, I don't know what to do, like, that, that could happen, and that's real, and that's what makes real horror, and that's what makes it scary, and that's what makes this type of shit good, so I, I really enjoyed this, I thought it held up really well, Uh, we can keep going, I, I just wanted to say how much I enjoyed it. I think it really did hold up for how many years that yeah. it's been that it's been out for. I'm surprised that more people do not love it. Yeah. And it, don't talk about it. I think it is a very underrated gem. Yeah, and it aged extremely well. I think that it aged just like you said, extremely well. I think that it's probably one of the best psychological movies out there without kills on camera. Yes, I agree. It's the one movie that I can say I'm okay with the fact that I didn't see anybody get killed. Yeah. That I just saw the aftermath. And I thought it had a perfect character arc for Jim Halsey. Yeah. And because we do got to, it seems like we're wrapping up a little bit, but we do got to touch on the end when the cops, he's in that, he's, and it all comes full circle. And he realizes. They're going to transfer John to a different facility, to a penitentiary, basically. And Jim is like, no, you're not. He's not going to stop. You're not going to get him there. You're not going to get him. He's going to figure it out. And he was right. Like, by the time Jim makes it to him, he's already fucking shot the two cops with a shotgun and, and escaped out of the fucking big ass truck. And, uh, but Jim had to like, he had to man up and he pulled the gun on the officer and he's like, shut the fucking car. And he's like, you don't know what you're doing. He's like, I do. I finally do. And, uh, he takes the, the car and he fucking goes back for him. And they have this big final confrontation and it's badass. And he's shooting through the fucking uh, doors and shit, shooting through the windows. And then fucking Halsey, you know, hits the, you know, uh, hits the gas and runs him over. And then you think he's dead, but he's not. And he goes to stand up and he turns around and then just fucking blasts him with the shotgun. And he finally kills him. And then right from there, you hit the credits and he's smoking a cigarette looking in the distance. And to me, that was a perfect ending for this movie. Absolutely, because that was a guy who can finally relax. Yeah. And it's like he, this man has truly been through some shit and he's grown. It's, it's, he learned something and he's not going to be the same guy tomorrow that he was today. And that's what's kind of cool about his character. And it's kind of sad, too, because John is the one that put the purpose in his life. Yeah, a little bit, yeah. He's the one that put him on that path, basically. Yeah. He went from a child to a man. Yeah, And then exactly. maniac put him there. And you can see it in his eyes the whole time. Like, by the end, he's just cold and calculated. And he's, like, the right guy. Like, he's, he knows this is how it has to be done. You have to kill this guy. Mm-hmm. And he finally does. And it's just, I don't know, it really worked. It's a very good thriller. 
especially for the fact that the lead was a boy. I want to touch on that because it was in the 80s. There wasn't, I mean, we had tremors and shit, but there wasn't many leads as guys. Yeah. Like, you had tremors, you had Christine, but that was basically it for horror. The 80s was basically Jamie Lee Curtis. Yeah. So, I had to give them props where it's due. Because they didn't use a girl, they didn't use titties. No. And that's why... And And I think they did a really good job. Me too. And that's why... And we'll get into the remake later, because they kind of install that final girl into that. And they make the main character a fucking side character, and then kill him in the way the side character dies in this one. He deserves it, though. I'm not even going to... Well, yeah, because Jim Halsey in that one's a pussy. I don't like him in that movie. I think the actor did a bad job. He did a horrible job. But in, in this, like... So that, and I do like that they do that because it's a swerve of what you would think. They basically take the two movies, guys, and they flip-flop them. We're going to talk about it a lot, a lot more next week. I will, they yeah. basically take the movies and they flip them. And I will say, and I love Sean Bean, and it's going to be fun talking about his hitcher next week, but Rucker Howard did a great fucking job. And he Both is the performance of the movie. are very different. Yeah, I'd say so. I would say the one from the original is psychological. The one from the remake is ruthless. Yeah. I would agree. Uh, I would give this movie an 8 out of 10. I'd give it an 8.5. Yeah, I'd almost go up to a 9. Because I, I think it's a top-tier movie. I think it's a really good thriller Especially for like a classic movie, I could recommend it to anybody now, and I think they would enjoy it. Absolutely, I mean, it could be recommended to thriller fans, horror fans, defense fans, psychological fans, anybody. Yeah, and it's funny. I want to read the original script. I want to find it online because I've heard that it's really fucking. It's like way too gory. It's so different. Yeah, it's like way different. It's very gory. It's very there's a like their sex scenes and stuff. and the, Yeah, like, like if you guys find any of this, yeah. put it on the TikTok. Let us know. Yeah. Like give us something here because I've been looking for all the scenes and there's like 14 of them and I only got two and they're bullshit. Like one of the producers was like, if we're going to have, if we're going to make this script, it might have to be a slasher movie. Yeah. That's how intense it was. So they had to dial it back. Yeah. And I'm glad, and with what they ended up with, I think was awesome. But we'll talk about the remake next week. Do you have anything else for today? Uh, I just want to mention that the remake is with Sophia Bush from Stay Alive, who we love. Yes. And it's Oscar from 2007. So if you guys want to catch up with us, go ahead and check it out. Yeah. For anyone that didn't listen right away or whatnot, we hope you have a good week. <laughs> for everyone that's here with us, thank you. Yeah. Um, thank you also so much for the love on TikTok. Yes. Um, my phone right now is gone, so I have no access to the Facebook page for, right. sca- for the Snapcast. So right now it's just going to stay on TikTok. But your guys' your support has been amazing to us. So thank you all very much. Yes. We appreciate it. And uh, we'll see everybody next week. All right. Who do you? Who do you?